Hey everybody, we are back on another episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the last um, little segment we had regarding Miss Hunt. Um, that was interesting. I'll wait wait for this one because it's... <laughs> well, this one was a little... It's kind of sad. It is. And I feel like last week I went so hard. Hard, yeah. yeah and I really feel like, like looking back at it, like I don't feel bad. Um, but this case really took me, um, like the whole opposite. Yeah. So if you want to introduce this week's, um, serial killer slash. All right. We have Miss Margaret Ann Allen and just some little facts about her. She is the third female in the state of Florida to be put on death row. And only two other women have been executed. Yeah, that's the word. (laughs) Executed in the past 100 years. A hundred. I can't speak today. That's insane. <laughs> so then we have, I wrote, like, I went and looked up to see who they were. Um, the one lady is Aileen Wuornos. She's pretty popular. I love her. She died of, <laughs> you love her. <laughs> she died of lethal injection in 2002. And then we have Jadias Judy Buenano. Buenoano. And she died of electrocution in 1998. So. so. This is yeah, mm-hmm. this is a bizarre story. Um, it's bizarre, but it's not bizarre because it's kind of like one of those. Um, I remember a couple years ago, I heard someone say the term "so and so never had a chance," and this yeah. is how I feel about um, Margaret Ann Allen. Um, so, date of murder February eighth of two thousand and five. Um, date of arrest three days after that. And she happens to be an Aquarius. I saw that and I was kind of, <laughs> I was like, yes, because yeah. we have like cusp between Capricorn and Aquarius. But I don't really know of any Capricorn uh, murderers or serial killers. I um, sure don't. But mm-hmm. I'm going to do a dig, uh, deeping, what, dig deep. I'm going <laughs> to dig deep and try to find somebody um, that has that. But, okay, so let's jump into this. Method of murder, strangulation with a belt. Um, location, Brevard County, Florida. Yeah. Brevard. When I saw that she lived in Titusville, I died. I died. Because you live in Titusville. I do. Not in that part of Titusville, though. Well, you know what? And that's another thing. Like, So I think basically just kind of giving everybody like a background on who she is. Um, this is, to me, um, again, never had a chance um, with this person. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, it was, it's really, nothing really bothers me, but this kind of bothered me, like, just reading about how they, you know, killed this woman. It and was, like, very personal. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, this is something that, personally, I've experienced where somebody has accused me of something, mm-hmm. and it was an older person. You know, sometimes people get like dementia things like that and they kind of like forget and they kind of you know and it I don't know like based on like her history like she was locked in a car by an ex um, oh yeah I read that she like so starting from 1998 and like forward she was in trouble like every year like some kind of charge the police knew her so she was just that's what she was used to because her Two of her children are in prison. I think one of them actually got out recently or is going to. She has two brothers that were also, like, locked up. And her father was never really around. So that was just, that's all she knew. So violence, I guess, was 
how she knew how to take care of stuff. And it's, it's sad because it's like, you know, people grow up in these broken homes. And I do want to point out that a lot of women of color um, come from homes like this. And mm-hmm. um, it's hard. It, it's, you know, you have to fight in all aspects of surviving in the world. Um, nothing is really handed to you sometimes. And it, this is one of those situations where she really never had a chance. Like you said, the father was in and out of the um, of the residence. And then it broke my heart to see the two brothers, you know, that were also locked up. So this whole family mm-hmm. was just like in a bad way. And then um, the children, I was like, what the fuck? Like when I saw that. I know she, I guess there was um, a news article let me find the date. 1989, she was featured in the Florida Today with her newborn daughter, who in the future is one of the kids that ended up in prison or jail. She was the first baby born in Brevard County. And like Margaret Ann Allen, I'll go by Allen for her. She was like happy. She seemed happy. Like she wanted a boy and a girl and she had her boy and she had her girl. And um, so the baby, the 22, she's now 22 Mm-hmm. Um, according to our notes and uh she was released in 2014 and one can only hope that she's in a better place um mm-hmm. than her mom was and then the son was actually well it's had to be released this year um this i mean the whole family when you kind of look at the background and i'll just say us being from brevard um it's like one of those and i i can't speak for other places because i'm i've heard this so many times when people say oh well my town is shitty and nobody ever gets out of there and then mm-hmm. i think to myself like brevard is really one of those places and i feel like people mm-hmm. know what they want to say um but i've seen the ugly sides of brevard where people are buying drugs at playgrounds or people are doing drugs in parking lots and it's kind of like you know with the way that Florida is set up. It's like a hot spot for human trafficking. Oh yeah, and when you're stuck in that bubble, that's that's literally all you know. So who's to say she like she would have not even realized that she could do better than what she was doing. And I think it's you just, know. So on my notes, I thought it was so funny when I started researching this case. I just wrote Florida sucks. Um, it does. Right? It really does. <laughs> because it's like you know we talked about the Deidre Hunt case, and then now looking at it takes a whole different side of, mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Like you have this you know white woman who, um, to me, was very privileged, got what she wanted. Mm-hmm. What she wanted she did. She was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, you know, black woman who, um, you know, tried to do the best that she could. Um, she took in, okay, so the person that ended up kind of sealing the nail in her coffin, she ended up taking that person mm-hmm. to help them. Um, and you ha- like you look at the, the place where she, do I think that she was a horrible human being? I don't think so. Do I think that she was put in a place where mentally she couldn't escape and she gave into family patterns and generational curses. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, Um, definitely. Because I was just reading a little bit about her and everyone that knows her says the same thing. Like she was a decent person, but she had her demons. And, um, you know, the fact that the children, I mean, it's just based off of that to see that the children also Mm -hmm. went to prison too, just kind of shows you like this woman, none of them ever had a chance. It's like just a vicious cycle that repeats itself over and over. And she did. She had family members that were like, she had a heart and, you know, she was capable of caring about other people. She had, I want to say maybe a cousin or a family member that, a maternal aunt, um, she was quoted saying like she always wanted a father. So like, she obviously had feelings, you know. 
Yeah, and I feel like that's and I mean, you know, I'm not saying like and I'm I'm not trying to compare myself to any to a murderer, definitely not. Mm-hmm. But coming from someone that has had a lot of issues with their um family, I can understand like sometimes you just feel like there's no uh, no escape. No escape and you don't know what to do and you find yourself in these relationships where, you know, you're looking for whatever it is that your parents didn't give you in these people. And um, you know, she did a lot of that. She had a lot of boyfriends that were um, not good. Not good to her. Like I mentioned earlier, she was locked in a fucking car. Like yeah, in the trunk after her boyfriend beat her, like until she was knocked out. It's really, it's really unfortunate. And then the dad also too. Like as much mm-hmm. as she went to dad, you know, according to the family members and neighbors, the dad was like a really shitty person. Mm-hmm. So, and like, if that's like what you have to look, like look up to, I just I feel like there's I don't know. I'm like conflicted about her because then I read about what she did to this lady and it like escalated from like here to like way up here. Yeah. went from literally from zero to a hundred. Also, I think that was maybe a drug user. Um, You know, there's evidence saying that uh, he was always thin and, you know, looked sick and frail. So, I mean, the whole situation, she never really um, had a chance, but yeah, like let's talk a little bit about the murder without getting too much into it. So we have some stuff for next episode. Um, I was completely confused. So basically just like the last case, um, it was a case of money and mm-hmm. goes to show you like, it's crazy when you look at these cases that are done like this, when it's like, when the motivation is money, oh, yeah. um, I feel like, people crazy. Yeah. $2,000 at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, now I'm sure now that she, you know, look, is she alive? Who? Alex. Margaret? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she's alive. She is, I can't remember what prison she's in. I think she's trying to file some sort of appeal to get off of death row. Oh, okay. Um, but she is we're alive. Right. Oh, this she might as well just. Might as well she just is. Yeah. Um, so she was convicted in Marion County. And the only reason I know where Marion County is is because. Um, when I would be going to your place, I would see that I'm almost close to there. So <laughs> that's the only reason I know that's that. Um, I am really confused as to what was it? I don't think it was, it was premeditated. So what I gathered was when, Wenda Wright, I'm just going to go by her last name. She was Alan's housekeeper, I guess, and a friend. And she was cleaning the house. Alan was home. Um, Quentin, I believe, was there as well. And there's another man, James Martin. He was there, but he says he was outside, like, working on his car. He later admitted to having smoked cocaine or smoking crack. I don't know the term. Anyway, he was there, too, just not, like, in the same room as them. Um, Alan. Smoked cocaine. I think it's crack. (laughs) (laughs) He said he was high. Like, he admitted to being high, so he's not, like, a reliable source. But he did end up testifying against her. Um, So, Alan couldn't find the money. um, Accused Wenda Wright of taking the money. Uh, Miss Wright said she didn't take it. She didn't have it. Um, So, Alan got pissed off and, I guess, started, like, beating on her. At some point in between the altercation, they ended up back at... um, Wenda's house and her boyfriend's I guess slash partner was at the home and was like I didn't see the money the purse isn't here they go back to Alan's house and that's where things just escalated she um instructed Quentin to tie her 
wrists and legs together with bed sheets or some kind of cloth. And Quinton obliged because Alan had a handgun on her. So he was scared. He later admitted like all of this to the police. So, I mean, there's just, this, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, family will do it to you. And I feel like, you know, yeah, he was right, obviously, and, you know, um, denouncing her. So mm-hmm. basically, so I was reading a little bit about, about Quentin, too, and um, it it's kind of unfortunate. Like, it's really sad that he had to be pulled in another one of those things where, like, you the know, last you know, you just get caught up in it. Yeah, and that's really sad, and it's it's unfortunate for him. But my thing is, if somebody asks me to help you kill somebody, I'm I'm not. You're gonna have to shoot me with the handgun because I'm not yeah, yeah. doing it. And they did like they were. I mean, they were brutal on her. So I guess Alan just beaten on her in the autopsy report. She had bruises all over her body, like her lip was cut. They poured Great. nail polish. Yeah, they polo. Oh my god poured nail polish remover down her throat bleach all sorts of chemicals they tried to tape her mouth shut and it wouldn't stick because her face was just all wet from crying and probably throwing up all this shit that they were pouring down her mouth on herself i mean this was really like the word torture this was really torture and i Mm -hmm. think myself like there are some people that have hurt people more than this and they only get like you know a couple years but she deserved this life sentence um she deserved to, to, you know, she deserved it because I feel like, yeah, somebody steals money from me. I understand the rage and the anger, but I think this was like pure overkill. Like this. One, yeah. She just, I don't know. man. I also look at it this way is that all the years she's gone through, she, mm-hmm. snapped, she literally snapped. Like this was probably just one more thing to add to her mental breakdown. Oh yeah. She really just fucking snapped. Um, it looks like they tried to um, even bring in a neurologist to um, basically kind of give her like, you know, the upper hand and say, oh, she had brain damage or whatever, which I honestly don't doubt that she's had some type of abuse. Um, from what I was reading, she didn't even graduate high school. Yeah, she she definitely had some kind of like mental she, illness or something. I think even almost like a developmental delay. I think she had mm-hmm. some type of um his family member said she graduated, but there's like no record of her like yeah, a diploma anywhere. And then like I was reading a little bit um about her saying that she was kind of like in and out of school to begin with mm-hmm. and she would miss classes and things like that. So, you know, you're kind of thinking about it in this way, like this woman has essentially no education. Um, she comes from a shitty home and a shitty place. Um, and I don't like to use this term, but I, I saw that somebody had used it basically saying that they were living in the ghetto um, mm-hmm. or living in a, in a really shitty place. So it's like, again, never had a chance. She had this I'm no. sure that men beat her. I'm sure that she was hurt by people that she thought, you know, cared about her. And this missing $2,000 was just one thing for her to literally like snap about. Mm-hmm. So, that's so really- yeah, they ended up strangling her with, I don't know why I can't talk today. My words are like, boop, boop, boop. Strangled her with a belt. Um, She eventually stopped moving. And that's when I guess Alan... Um, Quentin left the house and then they must have just left her body there because the next day Margaret Allen told Quentin that like she was dead and you need to help me like bury the body so like what did they just leave her I just I feel so bad I do but who's to say what kind of person right was either I mean you never know 
And it can egg her on. I don't know. So, yeah. And I feel like this woman probably, I mean, do we have any evidence? Was the money ever found? Like, I don't. I couldn't find anything anywhere. I've read that it was the purse that was missing um, and that the $2,000 was um, Margaret Allen's daughter's disability money. But I mm-hmm. couldn't find anything to really back that up either. Because to my knowledge, she has another daughter. Yeah, she has, I think she has three kids. Three kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's even that's even worse because you have these you know, three kids who now don't have a mom. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody really discussed like the f- situation for, with the father of these children. Nope. Um, so that's even, that's even, you know, more sass. The worst part is like reading the, um, like part of the court records. One of Margaret's children walked in while they were like beating uh, Wenda, Wenda Wright. And Alan asked, I don't know if it was her son or daughter. It didn't mention which child it was to get tape, like to get the tape they tried to put over her mouth. Disgusting. So it's like, and then two of her kids ended up in prison and it's sad. Cause like, if that's all, you know, that's just what that's you're used to. Too. And it, you know, yeah. I think we should also to mention that Quentin, um, he was released in 2019. Um, oh, he was. Oh, so he's out. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how do you, how do you go forward with life? Like, how do you, no. how do you, he was young, I'm assuming. So it's like mm-hmm. young back then. And it's like this person essentially stole your, um, your adolescence because you're now a part of this, this crime. Um, and like, how do you get a job? And I mean, you can, he, I'm sure he can, if he wants to, he could turn, turn his life around, but. And the thing about this case that kind of pisses me off too, is that like, to this day, she still denies that she didn't do this. Oh, yeah. There's that one quote saying, like, I don't feel bad for something that I didn't do. Right. Which maybe she is just not, like, mentally aware. She really could have something wrong with her. And I, and she I just do, doesn't realize what she did. And I do believe that, too. I feel like, like we talked about last week, like, there's such a difference, you know? And I feel like some people, like, again, we look at the background of Alan, and it's like, she really was just not all there, I think, to begin mm-hmm. with. And I think that... um her kind of maybe snapping you you kind of put you in a different headspace so she probably was like snapped blacked out killed this person and then back to normal yeah and then try to but see like what to me i don't get is after like the next day she finds quinton at a barber shop she's with um her roommate um james martin i really hope that's his name <laughs> i think it is they find Quentin at the barbershop and she basically tells him like, you need to help me bury her body. Um, and Quentin relates to the police after like everything said and done that Wenda Wright's body was wrapped in carpet. They had her in the truck of the car. They drove her to state road 46, which is like, there's nothing out there. Yeah. That's how, that's the way Daniel used to take to work. Um, and they bought three shovels they got them from Margaret Allen's mom's sh- tool shed and they bought plywood from Lowe's, Lowe's, Lowe's. Yeah. Yeah. To bury her. And they all helped dig this hole. She like was a lookout, make sure nobody was coming. They put her in the hole. Like, I feel like that you have to know what you're doing to know that, okay, like we need to dispose of this body somehow. And you definitely, and that's the thing is like, once you get into the point where you're like, okay, I have to dispose of a body. It's like, you are now knowing what you're doing like you are 
you you just you can't say that you didn't you didn't know what you were doing. You can't say mm-hmm. that because you willingly now. And first of all, might I add that this? First of all, okay, let's just say this without me trying to be like <laughs> three hundred pounds for you yeah. into a ditch. I've worked in. I've been. A, I was a CNA for a couple of years, and just trying to lift someone from one bed to another um, almost blew my back out. So for you to literally like lift this 300 pound person that you've murdered, mm-hmm. you, this is something that you, you're now thinking it through. You're not doing this. You did like, it. That's, that's work to pick somebody up. Right. So it's like for her to say, you know, that she shouldn't, um, she feel bad. She shouldn't feel bad. And I feel like I want to know, was there ever any like actual psychologist that came and, and, you know, spoke, was there any, like, yeah, get the neurologist thing. But I mean, this woman really just was not well. She really, mm-hmm. I think really just everything that she has gone through created a monster in her. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And I think in the case of Mrs. Hunt, I think that she was just a fucking monster to begin yeah, with. Yeah. She, and she, she's just, I don't like her. I don't like Deidre. At least like this lady, I can have some sort of sympathy for her because no one helped her. Like, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's frustrating. Cause like at one point I feel bad, but then I don't feel bad, but it's just, yeah. it sucks. Cause it's preventable. I mean, you grow up in a bad neighborhood, but if you have good examples set forward, then like you could get yourself out of that. And but like, if you don't have anyone showing you that. How do you even right. how change? Do you that? And like the family member mm-hmm. said, like some people get out and some people don't. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, look at us, like I lived in New York for a long time and I lived around some shady stuff. I lived in Melbourne and I lived around shady stuff, but I got out. And some people, you know, we, there are people that we went to high school with that are either, you know, deceased from drugs, deceased from gang violence, drug, whatever. And the same thing for her is like, she just couldn't get out because she mm-hmm. didn't know any better. She didn't know yeah. where to go or how to go. And I think that's really like sad. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you said, it's hard because it's like you want to have sympathy for this person because I feel like the fact that she was a mom of these two children probably didn't know who the father was or if she mm-hmm. did, probably weren't around because they, we would have some type of something to go off of. But there's no mention mm-hmm. of any father for these children to begin with. Yeah. And What's it's just it sucks because it's something that I feel like is preventable, but yeah. and even her family members, you know, they weren't satisfied with the um death sentence, which I mean I understand. Um, but life would have been, I think, you know, I'm not I don't want to be one of those people that's like for the death penalty, not for the death penalty. I think every situation is different, everybody's case is different. Um, but I feel like for this you know, the fact that she just kept saying she didn't do it, she didn't do it. And it's like, mm-hmm. clearly this woman is not okay because she really yeah. that she did anything wrong. She obviously, like, rather than her be in prison and, like, waste her life away, wouldn't she? Um, I don't know if where they would send her would be any better because, like, what do they do if they don't give her the death sentence? Like, she's just going to live, like, I don't know. Yeah. She and- needs to see a therapist or something. Maybe she uh, does. I, I really do they? they would have done, like, a... um. Do they do that in prison? Like, do they have... Yeah, like, people see... Yeah, people are able to see, like, counselors. They have, like, social workers and things like that. I feel like something like that would maybe benefit her. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like... I don't know. I just... I really feel as if... I don't, I don't know. I, I feel... My heart breaks for the family. It really does. But at the same time, I feel like she... There were so many things that could have been done to kind mm-hmm. of help this woman. And... It all went downhill. The entire family is now like completely fucked because of 
of a generational curse. Yeah, that's sad. Really, that's really sad. But there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, this was a disgusting act um, of violence. So we're kind of giving it all away here. But what's crazy, though, like, is how quick it like, I mean, I'm glad that, like, it was resolved as quick as it was, because um, Wenda Wright's husband or boyfriend, I guess they were together for, I don't know, X amount of time. Anyway, he reported her missing. Um, I think it was the morning after um, the murder. And two people that weren't involved with the murder came forward to police, like giving them, I guess, the tip. And Quentin ended up like turning himself in saying like she was killed in my presence. Yeah, he probably was so terrified. Yeah. And like, I mean, good on him for at least saying like, this is what happened. And he, I mean, gave them everything like points in Margaret. Alan out on like a lineup of people. He pointed James Martin out as one of the people that helped. Yeah. And he, he spilled everything. And then Martin testified against um, Margaret as well. It's and they just, the whole thing, crazy. Yeah. The whole thing is just so sad. And um, I, I feel like he did the right thing by going to the police, but I just, my heart breaks for him too, because what type, again, what type of life are you going to have? I know. What's really crazy is James Martin got out of prison and then I guess he violated his probation and he went right back. That's what happens in Florida. Titusville, ma'am. I mean, there are some, I guess, I don't know. Titusville is just weird. It's a weird place. And I've been there. So like a couple um, years ago, I was... um, talking to this um, friend of mine that lived out there and he was like, you know, you could take one street and end up someplace you don't want to be. And I thought it was mm-hmm. so, so one day. No, it's really like that. There's like one area. And I hate saying like, there's like this one area that like you don't want to go to. I'm but about where that bus station is at, where that gas station on the corner. Yeah. It's like a big blue building. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I ended up making a wrong yeah. because I was going to meet him on the opposite side. So um, like where downtown Titusville is at. And yep, yep. There is like a corner store, and there's yes. always people. There was, I wish I could rem- remember um, when this happened. I think it was recent. There was just a man driving down the street, and he got shot and killed because people were doing like a drive by and they hit the wrong person and killed like yeah. a completely random person. That whole, um, Mm-hmm. that whole area is just like terrifying. And I mean, sad. I, was, I was over there and it's like, you know, as I was doing my research for this um, episode, all I could think about was it still looks the same that it did like in the eighties, nothing mm-hmm. changed. You know what I mean? Like it still looks the same. And I think that it, it puts for me, it puts into like perspective, like where, where this woman's head was at, why things mm-hmm. happened the way they did um, because it's just so filthy and stuff out there. And, like, my thought is, like, are people, do they really turn into, like, a product of their environment? Because there are people who, like, get out of that. I think it just, I think it just depends. I mean, look at us. Like, I think when you have a good support system, and I'm not saying that she didn't, because mm-hmm. everybody always has something to say. But what did you do to help this person? What what part did you play into? Yeah, because, like, she had family that was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I, one of her family members got in trouble for like fraudulent checks. They want to, they want to give you all the tea, but they didn't say what they did. Yeah. And then it's like, I did X, Y, and Z. And then like, I looked at my kids and realized I can't do that kind of stuff. And then they left. 
But who's to say? Maybe Margaret Allen didn't want help, and she was like, "I can do this on my own," and she just went her own way. And and I think too, like that's probably what I mean. There's so many different scenarios and things that we can think of, and but nowhere in here did I did I read where anybody said, you know, we tried to get her counseling, we tried to help her, we tried to steer her in the yeah. right direction. It was kind of like, oh, we saw her, you know, doing drugs and falling in with the wrong people, and she got beat by her boyfriend and put in the trunk of the car, and like, yeah, and oh like, my God, and I'm not saying like, you know, you need to go out there and rescue everybody, but if you came up to me and I saw you struggling with two kids and you were going down the wrong path, hey. Jess, maybe you should get some help. Maybe you should do X, Y, Z. It was kind of like she, she had no one to like advocate for her. Right. And I feel like it was just kind of like, oh, well, she did whatever. And here she is. So it's, it's a really unfortunate um, situation. So um, I want to save the next half for our next episode. So we'll kind of get more into um, a little bit of the gory things, the murder. Um, I want to find some stuff to show. um, Oh yeah. All the court records and stuff. Cause there's a lot. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about the whole death row and then her um, her plea to the court to appeal this. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, we're going to wrap up the um, first episode of Miss Margaret Allen Ann Hunt. Got, what is her name? No, no not Hunt. What's her name? Margaret and Allen. Wow. <laughs> Guys, I can't get, I can't get deeper off my mind. Oh, she could haunt you forever. She better write you back. You could write. I, you know, I look to see if we could write her, but like where it says like visitation and all this stuff, it's like you can't do. Like yeah, she is. I just also, cut read off. She, I read that she declines like every. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I read that she declines all interviews. She declines yep. all. So we're definitely not going to hear from her. But there's still hope for freaking Hunt, who I cannot get out of my brain. <laughs> she. Um, oh, I don't like her. I can't get over her. I don't know why I keep daydreaming about how much i hate this bitch um but <laughs> fuck up her name but we will resume next episode with margaret ann allen um and get in, she got it get into her um <laughs> get into the crime a little bit and then um well, whatever we can find we'll share with you guys so thanks for tuning in to the beginning of this right. case bye, bye.